it was all splash, it was no ripple. And I think the importance of the ripple is to understand that Christianity is one generation from extinction. One of the most sobering verses in the Bible to me is the one in Judges. It says, after that there arose a generation that knew not the Lord. So 2 Timothy 2.2 says that we are called, we are called to make a ripple. Do you sometimes feel that the best or maybe only way to impact the world for Christ is to do it in large groups or in making a big statement? We might think to ourselves, boy, if only we could get that major speaker to come and address us. That would be the best way to disciple people. But are we to aim for the splash or the ripple? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators, and I'm so happy you joined us today. This is our fifth podcast with Dr. Richard Spann, former ministry director for the Kansas Communities Ministry. Today, Dr. Spann continues to share about another principle in our ministry that has guided us over the years, that we are to aim for the ripple and not the splash. There's one that I've... Uh, thought about for for some time, and I think the one of the speaker at the Navigators brought this home to me, and he he said it in such a remarkable way that I wrote a devotional on this a year or two ago. But his comment was, uh, "Aim for the ripple, not just the splash." And our whole world uh, looked at the splash. Uh, with the exception of the divers at the Olympics, who don't want much of a splash, everybody else wants a splash. They they want the the greatest attendance. They want the uh, greatest notoriety, the greatest style. And our churches have have adopted that too to some extent. I mean, it's like people refer to the four Bs: the buildings, bucks, bodies, and buses. And our ministry somehow thinks it's more valid if we can have a larger group or more notable uh, speakers. But yet, God has not called us to that ministry. He's called us to make a ripple. I will recall a ministry that a friend of mine was involved with in another state. Uh, It had received a great degree of notoriety. It had been written up in some papers. Uh, large attendance. This went on for several years. At the time, he was not living in that state anymore, and I asked him, so where is that ministry now? He says, oh, we had to close that down. We ran out of speakers, ran out of interest. People stopped coming. No one's involved anymore. It was all splash. It was no ripple. And I think the importance of the ripple is to understand that Christianity is one generation from extinction, one of the most sobering verses in the Bible to me is the one in Judges. It says, After that there arose a generation that knew not the Lord. So 2 Timothy 2.2 says that we are called, we are called to make a ripple. We're called to four generations. Not that four generations should be the goal and we should stop there. It's just that if we have a ministry that has gone on for that long, we have put into that ministry a DNA and the work necessary and the principles that will assure that it goes on in perpetuum. And and that is what 
God desires for our ministry. That's what God desires for each of our lives, that we replicate others who change others who change others. And uh, it was interesting, about 15 years ago, I was in one of our conferences, and a young man came up to me uh, from western Kansas, introduced himself, and said, you don't know me, but I am your great, 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 great spiritual grandson. Mm. And I thought, isn't that remarkable? Yeah, well, I can't count the generations, but I think there was seven, perhaps, generations really? involved in that. Mm. And I thought, this is what God desires for our lives. Now, many times we don't know that those generations exist. Mm-hmm. Looking back, I know a number of individuals that I've spent time with are, are at their fourth generation in their ministry. Others are not, but by God's grace, I trust that many are that I don't know about. But my hope is that each one will have that succession in their ministry. Because without that, our ministry ministry fails. It dies out. And God desires that that continue. Uh, typically, when a person comes to know the Lord in our churches, we're, we're glad for that. We welcome them. We get them involved with the Sunday school class. We even have them teach a Sunday school class. We enjoy their tithe, we enjoy their contribution. If they don't change churches too quickly, we even (laughs) ask them to be an elder or a deacon and they hang around a little longer. But uh, that's about the extent of our interest in them. Uh, Some people that I've spent time with in the last few years have, as I've asked, to begin a life of discipleship with them, who said, well, I just assumed I was a disciple because I attend church here. And the concept of replication and duplication of ministry is lost in our church at large. Uh, So I think that there are some things in particular that we need to do. We need, number one, a vision of multiplication. We need to have that vision and we need to communicate that to others. Secondly, we need to persevere in that in our own lives and with people. We cannot assume since they come to know the Lord and they're walking a life of discipleship that all is done in their lives. In a sense, it's just beginning because they may be a disciple, even a disciple maker. But until we see that third generation we still need to be actively involved with them and encourage them and bring them around to others. So this requires perseverance, requires a lot of time, requires prayer, requires a contribution of others, requires a team, if they're willing to be a part of that, around which we can build and demonstrate the gifts, the talents, the encouragement necessary to see that performed in their life. Otherwise, we we lose out on the ripple. Mm. Ours is a ministry of, of ripples. Splash is fine, but we need that ripple. Good. You kind of addressed this already, um, but just to emphasize again, you know, we see people who have been involved in the ministry, even the Navigator's ministry, who have become discouraged that they don't see that replication happening. And... Um, I guess what would you what would you say for encouragement to that person who uh, just has not seen the multiplication that that we talk about? 
I would say number number one, um, we may not see it, but it may be there. Uh, I have individuals that have gone on to many other occupations or states or so forth. Uh, and so the fact that we do not see it does not mean necessarily that God is not doing it. It may be delayed. It may take some time before people come to know the Lord even that we've invested time with or begin to develop that in their lives. So I think the continued uh, time with them will help. It may be that one reason we've not seen it is that we either have not had the support around us to help them see that. It may be that, uh, and I, I know early in my life, I had no clues scripturally in my sharing the gospel even with people. I had no clue of even getting a disciple, let alone. I was just so thrilled that they came to know the Lord. So I think that uh, perseverance more with the people. I think number two, selection of the of the people. Number three, maybe a, a better definition of what a disciple is. Sometimes we assume a person is a disciple when they really are not maybe even born again to some extent. Uh, so like Jim Morris used to say, there's nothing uh, that will stimulate the quiet time as much as being born again. <laughs> uh, so that may be part of it. Uh, so just to trust the Lord to bring them to the people and to persevere with those who are, are ready mm-hmm. and to wait on the Lord's timing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I think that's a key point about waiting for people to, for the Lord to bring people across your path, mm-hmm. praying for that opportunity, and, uh, and just having our eyes open through the Holy Spirit saying this person has shown some interest and in what can I do to encourage their next right. step along the way. I remember one time in college, I prayed for someone to share my faith with. That very evening, someone stopped by my room and brought up spiritual topics to talk about. I need to ask myself, am I continuing to pray for the Holy Spirit to open my eyes and heart to those around me whom I might impact for Christ? Are you praying for that? I would urge you to pray about an opportunity to share your faith with someone. But don't stop there. Offer to look at scripture together, maybe just reading through the book of John together, maybe a chapter a week and talking about it. I pray that you will have the courage and take the time to talk to someone today whom the Lord will bring across your path. You know, if you'd like some help about that, getting started and so on, just contact us at radio at kansasnavs.org. That's radio at kansasnavs.org. And we'll send you some information about that. Join me next time for more insights from Dr. Richard Spann as he helps us make disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.